your host, Holly, and it's time for a little teaser talk. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Teaser Talk. I'm your host, Holly Nicole, and I couldn't be more thrilled to have you joining us today. We've got an incredible show lined up for you featuring one of my all-time favorite bands. But before we dive into it, I have some electrifying news to share with you. Teaser Talk will be taking part of one of Oklahoma's most anticipated events, Rocklahoma. If you're a rock music enthusiast, this is an event you simply cannot miss. Rocklahoma isn't just a festival, it's a legendary experience held annually over Labor Day weekend. It brings together some of the biggest names in rock music for an unforgettable celebration. From mind-blowing performances to an incredible atmosphere, Rocklahoma is the ultimate destination for any rock music fan. And guess what, boys and girls? Teaser Talk will be right there in the heart of the action, covering the festival with media and bringing you guys exclusive behind-the-scenes content, interviews, and so much more. So mark your calendars and get your tickets, or you guys can hop over to our Instagram and enter to win some tickets and join us for one hell of a time at Rocklahoma this year. Rocklahoma, America's biggest Labor Day festival is back this September 1st through the 3rd in Pryor Creek, Oklahoma. Pantera. Godsmack. Rob Zombie. Limp Bizkit. Plus, Bush, Chevelle, Corey Taylor, Daughtry, Theory of a Dead Man, and more. Get passes and camping on sale now at rocklahoma.com. Presented by Bud Light. Now let's get into today's episode. As I mentioned earlier, we have an extraordinary treat in store for you. I had the privilege of sitting down with one of my favorite bands, Girlfriends. This interview is one that absolutely had me stoked not only to perform it, but obviously to share it with you. I hope you guys enjoy it. Happy Teaser Talk Tuesday, everyone. It's your host, Holly Nicole here. And today, you guys are into it for a treat as we dive into the world of music, creativity, and some awesome journeys this year with two rock star talents. Give it up for the incredible duo, Travis and Nick from Girlfriends. Insert invisible crowd cheering. Ha 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 What's up, guys? How are you guys doing? We're excellent. Thank you for, uh, thank you for having us. I cannot wait. Well, it's uh, safe to say you guys have had a busy 2023. Let's catch listeners up. Um, there's so many rad things you guys have been doing just this year alone. And also, I can't wait to maybe hear what we have to look forward to as well from the band. So first of all, congratulations on the release of your latest EP, Over My Dead Body. Um, it came out, what, May 12th, right? Damn, yeah. yeah you're, that. you're better than us. <laughs> Well, can you guys tell us a little bit of the inspiration behind that project and what listeners can expect to hear from it? I think Nick and I just wanted to put out music. Um, Andrew Goldstein, you know, who we got to work with on the EP was someone who was on the top of our producer list for so long. And we went in and we made one song. It went incredible. So we're like, let's do another one. And before we knew it, we kind of looked up and and we, we had this EP. That's awesome. It seems like Plastic is kind of the focus track of it. What's the story behind that song? Well, it started as a country song. And now it's coming, and then it came out as an alternative song, and now it's coming back as a country song. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It was one of those songs where we, we were just super excited about in the studio. You know, you kind of feel the energy every time you kind of connect on something. 
we definitely lost him. But yeah, it, it, you know, it came about on a day where we couldn't really get anything. We were kind of sitting in the room trying to write a song. Oh, there he is. I'm sorry, you we guys. Sitting... Oh, you're good. You're good. You back? Can you hear me? We can hear you. Am I am I back? You are back. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just I was just saying. I um, you can kind of always feel the energy when you land on something fun and and exciting in the studio. So that that song was definitely one of them for us um, when we were writing it with Goldstein. And and yeah, I mean, I think that you know we we're definitely exploring ways to kind of potentially put features out on that song and continue um, the path with Plastic for the next couple of months while we figure out kind of this next uh, project that we have coming out for next year. Very cool. I can't hear, wait to hear about that. I know me personally, I've been jamming the EP and I will say I endorse it. I co-sign it to say it's a certified banger. So good job on that one, you guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> now with the success of your debut album, it was crazy. You guys had streaming numbers reaching over 46 million on Spotify alone. Um, which is incredible to hear. How do you guys approach the challenge of keeping your music fresh and evolving while you guys are staying true to your signature, signature sound? Yeah, I don't know if it's something that we like go into a room talking about. I think it's kind of like Nick and I making music that's authentic to us. You know, I think we're, we're kind of encyclopedias of the scene because we grew up on it and it's just kind of ingrained into who we are and like our musical DNA. So when, you know, I get behind a microphone or, you know, Nick picks up a guitar or sits behind a drum kit, like that's just what comes out. And I think we've been really fortunate enough to work with super talented producers like John Feldman, who's a legend in his own right, Andrew Goldstein. And when we're in the studio with those people, we really look at them like a third member of the band. I love that. Nick, what advice would you give to aspiring musicians who are trying to make an impact on the industry, but they're also trying to stay true to their artistic vision? Yeah, I mean, I would say that's the key right there. Stay true to your artistic vision and, and kind of hone in on what that is and figure that out for yourself. I think sometimes it's best to find out as you write the music and as you write songs and that vision comes more into perspective. Um, so I think you kind of hit it on the head there with, with what I would say. And, um, you know, maybe another piece to it too, that I know Travis talks about a lot, which I think is always really smart is just figuring out ways to cultivate a community. You know, even if that's 50 of the most rabid fans ever, you know, I think 50 of the mo most rabid fans are better than, you know, 50,000 very passive fans, right. That don't really care about your music. So yeah, I think finding ways to stay engaged with, with building a community, even if it's a small one, um and doing that in in unique ways and figuring out the right ways to kind of bolster that community and and put out authentic music and keep feeding your your core fan base is really what i think creates the most success today that's awesome yeah i think it would be so you know obviously i'm not a musician i'm just a huge fan of the music put out but i could see how it'd be very tempting for people to kind of stray from that in today's like super fast paced society of you know Spotify, every Friday is a new song, every, you know, there's like new stuff coming out all the time. So there's a lot of distractions in the world. So that's definitely just a great reminder though, just to build that community. Now, moving forward to today, you guys, or I guess I should say the past couple of months, you guys recently completed a run of East Coast 
headlining tour dates, including a sold out show at Babies All Right in Brooklyn, which was sponsored by Spotify Stages. How was the energy? How was the response from fans during those shows? I mean, those were some of my favorite shows. It's it's ironic, right? Because like we we come off of an arena tour with Avril Lavigne in Europe, yeah. and then we go into a room like Babies, which is like a fifteenth of the size. But I mean, it's so sweaty. It's so you know, it's so packed. Like people can't stand. There's people crowd surfing. I mean, it was one of the most fun shows that I think we've ever played. And you know, for our first kind of headliner in New York to have that, that response and that support, you know, we were, we were riding on that for, I don't know, a week. Like it was, it was, it was electric. It was really fun. Yeah. We had, we had polar opposites basically all year. It was like going and playing sweaty packed nightclubs to 250 kids who were all just absolutely raging to like playing arena shows and winning over, trying to win over new fans, you know, on opposite sides of the world. So yeah, it's been an interesting year. That's awesome. And it's definitely impressive to hear that you guys were part of the Avril Lavigne sold out world tour. Can you guys share some highlights from that experience? Maybe some of your favorite moments on the road or maybe not so favorite moments on the road. <laughs> well, I had my birthday the first night of tour in Paris, which Hi. was, su I mean, talk about like the best birthday ever fly to Europe, perform, you know, in front of 10,000 people in Paris for our first time kind of overseas over there. And, then Avril and, and Nick brought me out during her set and I got kicked in the face. So Oof. definitely a, a birthday to remember. It's hard to top that. <gasps> yeah, that's definitely one you can't forget. Now, you guys were out supporting the Use and Pierce the Bell on their creative tour as well this summer. So it's like tour after tour after tour you guys have been on. Um, what are some of your mem mo memorable moments or stories that you guys could share from that uh, particular tour? Man, what happened on that tour? <laughs> um, what can you think of, Travis? What are some memorable moments from that tour? I'll, I'll Nick, Nick missed it. Nick, I mean, Nick's flight got I, canceled uh, into Utah, so I had to do a. a oh deep yeah. <laughs> yeah, what Travis's happened? first D, first DJ set in uh, in Ohio. I mean, sorry, in Utah had to happen I just because I missed it. Thousand people because yeah, Nick's flight got canceled. <laughs> yeah, oh, they do. No. They, Travis always does a good job. You know, I mean, the whole team just figuring out when things like that happen how to how to best figure out the next move. But the DJ set, thankfully, Travis is always playing these DJ sets at emo night and whatnot. But I would say for for me, it was getting to play in Irvine in our backyard at um, Five Point Amphitheater was definitely probably the highlight for us. It's always been a place that. I know Travis and I have been wanting to play for a long time, so to do it with people like the used and Pierce the Veil was amazing. That's I mean, awesome. Pier 17 was definitely a dream. Yeah. For us. Our first night of the used and Pierce tour, we didn't get to play because oh. of lightning and thunderstorms in New Jersey. So we were sitting on our bus. We go through our warm-ups. We're getting ready to walk out to stage. Our tour manager comes to like for us to do the walk. We have our in-ears in, and he comes on the bus, and he's like, your set just got canceled. And we're like, we think he's joking because I mean, we've been waiting all day. It's the first night of tour. And yeah, we, we weren't able to play. So it was like, it was a crazy, crazy run of shows and a lot of just wild, unexpected things uh, that happened and a lot of beautiful, beautiful memories as well. But yeah, that was a, that was a fun, 
we just kind of had to laugh and, you know, watch the thunderstorm roll in. That's awesome. I did catch you guys at the So What Festival in Dallas. Um, you, Travis, you actually had emo night there. I watched that. So that was fun. That was always a great time. I know Mike and Orlando, they not only put on the best emo nights, in my opinion, in Dallas, but they also throw incredible festivals. So just throw a little shameless plug to those guys. Yeah, shout, um, out, to, shout out to Zemer. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was so hot, though. Like, I was like, on the, I don't know how you guys did it. Like, I at least had the luxury of, like, going inside where it's air-conditioned, and you guys are just out there, like, pouring your lungs out. So, uh, yeah, it made anyway, me feel a lot, more, a lot more confident in my cardio and my ability <laughs> for my heart to keep up after that show. That's awesome. So looking back on at the journey of the band itself, what has been some of the most significant milestones and achievements that you guys are the most proud of? I think this this year for me, like what we've been able to do this year has been everything that Nick and I kind of talked about when we were starting this band, like when it was an idea. So to kind of see it actualized and, and come to life is super inspiring you know, for, for us to be able to go to, to Europe mm -hmm. with, with an artist like Avril, for us to go on the road with the Used and Pierce, but also like to be able to go and headline on the East Coast, to go to the UK for our first headliners, have that all be sold out, our first time playing a UK festival at Slam Dunk and having, you know, 3,000 kids there, like absolutely insane. And it, it, it just, yeah, this year of, of touring just felt surreal to me. That's awesome. That's so exciting. Now, I'd like to ask you guys both this question. So Travis, we'll go with you first. How do you balance the demands of being a part of a successful band, like with personal growth and obviously your well-being as well? Do you have any rituals or practices that help you stay grounded or focused? Hmm. Um, I think obviously working out is, I think Paramount, Nick will, I think Nick will say the same thing, you know, whether it's like going for runs or, um, trying to trying to go to the gym. I, I know it's it's a lot easier when I'm home because you know structure is is a lot more doable. Um, when you're on a tour bus with eight dudes and you're kind of rolling around the country, it becomes a lot more of a challenge and trying to eat well and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I think getting to go on stage and, and get your blood pumping, get your heart racing, and that kind of adrenaline rush is the most magical thing ever. There's nothing that really comes close to it, um, and and that's why we do it in the first place, you know, like this is what I've wanted to do since I was a little kid. And the fact that, you know, we get to go do this together is something that I don't take for granted. And I don't understand how, how some artists do. Yeah, I think for me, it's um, yeah, just finding the things that, that give you energy. Um, you know, music's definitely that for Travis and I. And so that allows us to stay grounded and and happy and fulfilled, you know, at the end of the day. And I think even outside of music, the things that Travis and I get to work on and the projects we get to be a part of, um, whether it's, you know, my education brand, Find Your Grind, Travis's Apple Show, his MTV stuff he's doing, like, I think it's all stuff that gives us energy and allows us to stay grounded as people and excited for what the future kind of entails. I love that. And Nick, can you share a little bit more about Find Your Grind? I'd love for our listeners to learn more about that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a it's an education company. So at the end of the day, we're we're kind of a software we built for K-12 schools around America to help kids figure out who they want to be and where they want to go in the world. So it's a lot of career based exploration stuff mixed with a lot of self-discovery assessment driven stuff. And we try and keep it really fun and engaging for, for Gen Z. Well, that's awesome. Definitely. Everyone, make sure you guys check that out. 
And then Travis, I do want to touch on your MTV series, Help, I'm in a Secret Relationship, which yep. <laughs> I've watched that before. And it's, it's very interesting. How did you become involved with co-hosting that show? Um, I have a great relationship with MTV that that spans you know years and years, and I host another show um, called Ghosted, uh, and yeah, MTV approached me and was like, "Hey, do you wanna do you wanna kind of create another show? Um, you know, we have this idea, and we'd love for you to be a part of it." And so we kind of built this from the ground up, and it was super fun, and it's definitely dramatic and, and interesting. And I, it's a show that I love to host. I would never want to be on it, uh, like yeah. as a subject, but you know, the fact that I get to kind of travel around the country and, and help people, um, is, is definitely a, a rewarding thing to do. And the fact that, you know, we can kind of use, um, the show and the band and everything to, to create awareness around everything that, that Nick and I are doing is a beautiful thing. Like, you know, wearing a girlfriend shirt that then leads to someone listening to the album, to buying a ticket, to coming to the show is, is really cool. And, you know, we're on tour and we hear those stories. That's awesome. That's very cool. Well, I'm just curious though, on the show itself, what has been one of the wildest moments or reasons that someone has kept their significant other a secret that you're like, whoa that's wild i think the wildest one hasn't aired yet so ah. i you know we we've been shooting season two since uh september of last year i think the first half already aired um but the new episodes that are about to start coming out in the next few weeks are absolutely insane i can't obviously can't say anything right <laughs> yeah. now but yeah it watch the new episodes when they come out because the craziest one we filmed in chicago and it was hard to keep it together just like everyone was it, it was a lot it's featuring it's featuring me it was <laughs> yeah, it yeah I, I, I had to i had to get brought in and mentored by travis interesting well we definitely have to stay tuned for that because i am very intrigued so as you guys are gearing up for future projects, it sounds like you have a lot going on, um, obviously, too, as well as tours. What can fans expect from Girlfriends in terms of new music, collaborations, or any new exciting projects that you guys are working on in the horizon? I think music is the key word. Nick and I are definitely, you know, really focused on, on writing, I think, the best songs that, that we've ever written. Um, also, you know, kind of announcing in terms of like collaborations, announcing um, a new partnership, which we're really excited about. And I mean, we can't really talk a lot about it yet, but all I will say is that we're kind of assembling the the Avengers of of emo. And, you know, when we can announce it, it's going to be something to talk about. Wow, you are speaking my language. Well, that's so exciting. You guys, listeners, make sure you guys follow girlfriends on social media and stay connected with them. As you can tell, there's a lot of teasers of new, cool, exciting projects as well as music coming up. And you guys, that's a wrap. A massive shout out to you guys and many thanks, Travis and Nick, for being on and gracing us with your presence on this episode. We've had an absolute blast chatting with you guys, catching up with you, and also getting a little sneak peek and what's to come. Thank you, thank you, thank you uh, for rocking our world. I appreciate you guys being on. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Great. Thanks, guys. And you guys, make sure you stay tuned next week because there's plenty of more excitement coming your way from Teaser Talk. 
It's your host, Holly, and it's time for a little teaser talk. 